This is going to be a virtual reality trip. Okay. Okay. And in order to make it as much virtual reality as possible, what we're going to do is try to make it as real for you as possible. All right. So in your mind's eye. You're not going to hit me or anything. No. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, these two people. <laughs> did, did anyone else get a little nervous just then? Make you with this right now. Keith and I got your back. It's okay. All good. We can okay. So yeah. go on, please. I'm, I'm, I'm very open to this. Great. Please. So, so you know, just in your mind's eye. Uh, go back into the dream mm-hmm. and try to visualize and maybe describe, so to the extent that you can, you know, just uh, describe some of the things to make the scene real. So imagine, for instance, that Cynthia is going to be uh, directing a movie uh, of the dream, and you want to give her as many uh, concrete indications as possible to set the stage, to put the characters, so that we could stage your dream and make it real. Okay. And so... Well, I, 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 well, I didn't have one last night, ironically enough. But uh, but I can tell you a recent dream, for example. Great, great. Was uh, was one where um, I was in in a, a place that was meant to be my home, but didn't look like my, any of the homes I ever lived in. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, with with my mother, and we were trying to get ready to go someplace, and things kept stopping us. Mm-hmm. And then my father appeared. And it became more things that were getting ready to stop us, stop us from getting ready. And eventually, I found myself frustrated because mm-hmm. I kept saying, I got to get out. We got to go. If we don't get there on time, it's not going to happen. Right. I don't know what was going to happen, but I kept, I was very antsy. They were into it, but they were sort of, they were sort of like not paying attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I can I can analyze enough of that to tell you that you know my parents were at times very neglectful, very absent, all of that yeah. stuff. But but those are the, that's a, an indicative of a lot of dreams I've had Great. where where Great. it's always like we need to go. Why aren't we going? Great. So I want to. This is wonderful. I want to invite you, uh, having done this, to let go of the part of you that wants to try and make sense of it in a conventional way. Okay. You know, like the part that says my parents were somewhat neglectful. Right. You know, okay. those parts. Because let's try not to try and understand the dream. All right. But uh, to 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 live in it. And so one of the things you described is, you know, this is a place that is home, but it's not, you know, the home I know. Right. It's home. And there is something about my parents, me. So, um, do you have a little sense of what, how old you are in that dream? I was my current age. Your current age, okay. Yeah. How old are your parents in that dream? Uh, they are the age, the age they were the last time I saw them, which was like in their, um, uh, mid to late fifties. Okay. And, uh, the house, you know, the, the home is, is, there's a sense of home. And yet it's not the one you remember. So yeah. do you have a couple of details, you know, that in what way does it feel like home? You know, what is the indication that it feels like home? And what is it that feels a little different? Um, well, the walls were white. We always had white walls. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt different because because it was tidy. It was tidy. Yeah. Yeah. And and my mother was a, was a terrible housekeeper. So it was always chaotic and messy. And it was, I remember it being tidy. Yeah. Okay. So you see, what's happening right now, in a way, in this kind of stuff, is more details come in. Right. So you're not just focused on one meaning, but we're entering more into this world. All right. And, uh, you know, I want just to invite you to have the sense that you're walking inside that home, and there's something very familiar about it, 
and part of what's familiar is the white walls and the presence of your parents, and what's really striking and unfamiliar is the fact that it's tidy. Okay, And just as you're walking, just let yourself in your mind's eye feel the sense of walking and see what it feels like to be walking there. It just feels odd. Yeah. So in what way does it feel odd? Because uh, it feels, unst- it, feels um, un- it doesn't feel sturdy. Oh, okay. So it doesn't feel sturdy. No. And uh, and that's part of it is maybe the unfamiliarity of it, the uh, the cleanliness feels different, or what is it that? Uh, it just feels like the ground is gonna give out. Great. So as you you you'd have that sense, you notice what it is is a very physical sense. Yeah. You know, this is not a mental construct. No. Not sturdy. The ground's gonna give out. So I'm inviting you again in your mind's eye to have a body sense of what it's like to be walking there and feeling that the ground might be giving up. There's something not sturdy, not solid. Even before you ask that question, uh, I couldn't. I had trouble breathing. Right. So just stay with the trouble breathing. Yeah. You know, and uh, let yourself feel the trouble breathing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, at the same time, having a sense of being in that white space Mm -hmm. that's a little different, the presence of your parents, the cleanliness, the sense of not being able to, you know, something about standing, Mm -hmm. the ground's about to give, trouble breathing. And this is unpleasant, but just let yourself stay with it for a moment and tolerate it and see what it feels like to stay with it. It feels horrible. Because <laughs> I do. I feel it makes my chest feel tight. It's like, okay. It does. Right, real, right now, my chest feels very, very tight. Great. Like I need to take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's very yeah, funny. You're, right. yeah, yeah. So you see, what's happening right now is we're at a different level because instead of thinking with your head about what is it in a symbolic way and logical mm-hmm. way, you're in the middle of experiencing an emotion that is difficult. Yeah. And part of why the dream is recurring or why you're remembering the dream when it recurs and why it, it strikes you is because there's something difficult. But instead of looking at it from the outside, you're very much in it right now. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And uh, you may not have an answer in a logical sense of this is why. But you have an answer of why it's difficult to digest. Yeah. This is something happening here. Yeah. Okay? So just um, as you're walking, just let yourself again stay a little longer walking inside that house. Uh, you know, the sense of your feet and the sense of something suffocating. Mm-hmm. And just uh, in a way see what that suffocating wants to say. And it doesn't have to be logical. It can be the most absurd thing. It doesn't matter. Well, it just says right now, it just says in my mind, get out. Get out. Get out. So stay with the get out and let yourself feel what it feels like to say get out. But you know what's interesting is that as I'm picturing it, mm-hmm. and I am honestly, sincerely picturing it, I'm picturing myself going deeper into the into the space as opposed to I can't. In the space that I can see in my mind, right, the door is behind me, mm. and I'm walking away. I'm walking away from the door. I'm working, walking toward a room. So away from the door, meaning in more inside. Yeah. yeah. But I can see a window in my mind. Yeah. I remember this so clearly now. Wow. And I can see a window. And it's actually kind of a black and white image. Okay. Okay. So what's Because I remember, because sometimes, very often I dream in, uh, I usually dream very vivid, violent dreams. Mm hmm. But this particular dream that I had a couple of nights ago was black and white. Mm hmm. So. So there's something. I need to catch my <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. So we're know. talking to Serge Prankle right now. No, no, no. Let's keep going, please. We have yeah. time. 
Yeah. So, so just wonderful. Actually, this is great. The catching your breath normally, I should be the one helping you with that, you know, because it's a very intense stuff and you're noticing how intense it is. Yes, it is. And how quickly we went to the intense part. Well, because the dream is, I'm, I'm remembering, remembering the dream very clearly, but right now I can't see my parents. I could just see the walls of the space and I'm yeah. walking toward what I keep thinking is the door, but I'm walking toward the window. Great. So, um, Let's go and shift into, you know, again, we're doing this in a way much faster. I know. You know, because we have a limited amount of time and right. so on. Um, and part of this process is really a sense of really inhabiting and taking a long time to stay with things, which, you know, on radio would might feel like watching paint dry. Right, of course. So um, I, I just want to... And I feel myself moving quickly with you. It's like I, yes. I've synced up with you, Serge. And, and part of what I am doing is trying to have some kind of an emotional connection so as to feel where you are. But at the same time, I want to apologize for pushing you faster That's than fine. I normally would. I'm willingly going along with Good. you. Good. I am, and 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 the sensation is anxiety. Yes, which I'm extraordinarily prone to. Okay, and I'm 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 prone to even having anxiety attacks in my sleep. Okay, because I'm a very nervous, stressed out person, and um, so let's try and find in a way a container, something a little larger than the anxiety. Okay, where as you're putting it, you say, "Well, I am prone to anxiety attacks," and see, is there a part that can tolerate the existence of anxiety? And, uh, and, and see it without being fully in it. Just observe the anxiety, know that it is about you, and that in a way there's something okay beyond that anxiety. Something more to you than the anxiety. That's hard to say. Yeah. So stay with that for a moment. Just, um, you know, just, uh, and I'm gonna talk a little bit so you don't have to, to fill the air time. Okay. You know, just to let We're doing you... great. Good. So just to let yourself find, you know, that part of, that little, even a tiny part of you, that there's more to you than the anxiety. Okay. And connect with that. And it could be, you know, it could be a thought, it could be a sense of people, it could be simply something in your body, a part that might feel calmer. It might be while experiencing that shortness of breath, also realizing that you're breathing, you know, it could be just making a soothing movement, you know, with your head, where as you're just moving, there's some kind of a way to say, it's going to be okay, you know, there's just what happens when you just look for that. You know, I can breathe a little easier, and I could actually see a little bit of color in, in the space. Mm. So what happens emotionally when you see that color? Relief. Yeah. Absolute relief. Okay, so and, and 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 easier breathing. Great, great. So what we've done again in a very short time, we've gone from a dream that was a story, to a vivid sense of being in it, mm-hmm. to a very strong emotion, anxiety, um, to actually having the experience of overcoming the anxiety, and shifting, you know, in terms of perception from a black and white world to a colored world. And uh, from an inner sense that, you know, shortness of breath and suffocation to a sense of breathing a little easier. Yeah, still nervous. Yeah. Not going to pretend that, oh, like, ooh, I can breathe now. Uh, still nervous, but a little less so. Right. And because so, for some, cause I'm, I'm seeing, as I'm looking at you, because I'm, I'm like staring at poor Serge right now. <laughs> and and, and in, in, as I look at you, I could see like the walls and I could see like just a little bit of color. Right. It's like right. splat, like, like it's almost like stripy color. 
And, so, uh, so you know, as you're staring at me, by the way, what it is is we're having connection. Mm. So in a way, you know, it, imagine that you're in a difficult place, like falling into a well, and I'm on the outside, I'm holding a hand, mm. so that I'm, in a way, your connection to a world like firm ground as you're going into some place that is really anxiety-provoking. Yeah. So, you know, just with my voice and with the eye contact, you know, I'm making, I'm helping you connect to firm ground. And so this way you're not drowning into the difficulty of being there. Mm. And so in that, in, in, in being able to walk through that, mm-hmm. does that give you in anybody, if they're able to find a way to do that, does that give them not necessarily understanding of the dream, but a better way of handling the emotion from the dream? Well, because on those days, yeah. when I have those dreams, I wake up anxious. Well, what's happening right now, what we're in the middle of doing right now, is visiting something, a scene, you know, the a mental scene mm-hmm. uh, that is anxiety-provoking for you. And the, when I say a mental scene, it doesn't mean literally that it's the uh, the home, the apartment, and so on. But it is simply kind of a representation. So it's going to be all kinds of things. It could be some transactions with some people, some ideas. But that mental scene makes you anxious, which is why you have the experience of recurring dreams, okay, the unexplained. And what we're doing in the mid- what we're in the middle of doing right now is visiting it while feeling a little less anxious. Okay. So as, you know, the, what the, the blueprint for the work is, is we're able to keep visiting it while going into the eye of the storm, but at the same time feeling less anxious. Okay. You become more able to process what is difficult for you. So as we stay with it and as we process it, you know, what's happening is you're not thinking about something that's outside, but you're very much here and now. Right. But here and now with some help that you don't have in the middle of the real situation. So you're able to, in a way, construct a model of the situation and deal with the anxiety or whatever emotion is that makes it hard for you to deal with. So that you gain a very deep understanding of it, which then you can apply in real life uh, to those types of situations. That makes perfect sense. It does. It makes absolute perfect sense. And so... In those, in 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 doing all of that, mm-hmm. if you wanted, as I would like, to lessen the frequency of those kinds of dreams, does that kind of awareness help that process for you? Because it's less. I mean, you know, the the part of it that I would, you know, it, it's kind of seems uh, paradoxical, but I'm inviting you to actually welcome these dreams, because uh, as scary as they are. Um, this is where you're going to the area of what you need to learn. And you're going at it in a symbolic way. And what the uh, anxiety is signaling to you is there is something I've got to learn. Okay? And, um, and what this little example shows you is there is actually the possibility of lessening the anxiety. We've spent you know, a few minutes, yeah, and you experience that. Yeah, did. So if you project it and see how, as you become more familiar with it, you know, you can undo the anxiety of a lifetime about something unprocessed. You know, in a way, it's like think about a little paper ball that's all crunched up, you know, and opening up and expanding it. So instead of being really tight or a yarn that's all closed up, 
you can loosen it up so that you can untangle it. That makes perfect sense because as you were saying that, I'm thinking by pushing the dreams away, I'm instigating them coming back because I'm not facing them right. and looking at them and examining them. Yeah. Because the second, the more you try to push away things that you don't want to face, the more recurrent they are in your life. Exactly. Exactly. It makes perfect sense. We need to take a little pause, don't we? We haven't taken a break in a long time. Stick around. There's more to come. And um, if you've been listening, we just had this uh, this uh, remarkable mental connection that I was telling Serge uh, off the air that you know we have. Uh, great friends who, who come and talk to us because we're fascinated with things that help us analyze our lives and, and, you know, the spirits and all that stuff. And I always enjoy and I always, I'm always open and, and, but this is the first time I've ever like locked in. Like it was like a fingers locking connection. And so Serge is going to come back because he's not going to leave me laying on the floor like this. <laughs> finish you all. But this he's is, but this is, you all. but this is, this is, but this is really, the power of it's 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 self empowerment by because what we were talking about right before we put, took a pause is the natural inclination is when you're having uh, an anxiety uh, lined dream is to rebel against it to run away from it because we don't want to be dis, you know we don't want discomfort we no. want we want because I was telling Serge during the break that when I have a dream like that and it wakes me up. The first thing I do is turn on the television, stick in a, a sitcom DVD, and I allow myself to fall back to sleep with like laughter around me, because it's comforting and it, hopefully it takes me to another dream that's happier. Um, and it actually that kind of keeps the anxiety around, doesn't it? Because you're not dealing with it. Well, it does in the sense that um, you know, I mean, two things. One, I think the the positive part is you have to remember you have found a way to deal with anxiety by doing that. And so it's a resource, and I would not put it down. And I would say I keep it, and I will try and explore other things to find something better, as opposed to depriving yourself of something that works. But facing the anxiety will ultimately reduce it. Yes, because what happens when you run away from it is, in a way, every time you run away from it, you convince yourself more that it's dangerous and that the only way to deal with it is run away from it. And the only way you're safe is being away from it. And uh, what, you know, what the, the wisdom of some ancient traditions was that dreams were like a visitor from the gods that's bringing you a message. And, you know, I don't mean that, you know, it has to have a religious or spiritual no. content. But the idea is to take that message from the inside as being a gift that is actually showing you a way to something that's going to help you deal better with life. This is so fascinating. Serge Prengel, thank you for joining us. This is part of the Active Pause podcast. To see more and subscribe to the newsletter, go to activepause.com.